Well, welcome to King's. It's great to have you join us online for our Vision Sunday. And firstly, I'd like to uh, sort of give you a special welcome if you've recently joined us. And we'd love to connect with you. If you're new to King's, do connect the, uh, the tab, get connected, and someone will reach out to you. We're trying to help you find a home here. Uh, it's been a while since I've uh, spoken. Um, across the summer, I tend to allow uh, some of the young guns to preach. I thought they were amazing. I hope you enjoyed them. And then I'd planned to speak early in September, but as many of you will know, I was actually unwell, rushed into hospital, but I'm fine now. And I just want to thank you for uh, your prayers. Uh, really, Deb and I and the family really appreciated the huge warmth of uh, support expressed to us. So I'm excited about speaking today. I always love speaking on a Vision Sunday. In fact, I only realized myself a couple of weeks ago that it's 25 years since Deb and I, with a couple of young kids then, moved from Bedford to Catford. Uh, Here's a picture. If you've been at King's for a while, you would have seen this a few times. And you can see that I've changed. The boys have grown up and Deb looks, well, she looks amazing, doesn't she? So, uh, and still does, by the way. Um, so, uh, 25 years. Thank God, really, for all that has happened uh, since we've led this church. And uh, it's been quite remarkable. And, and you are a remarkable church to serve and lead. I've just never ceased to be amazed by the kind of caliber of faith and commitment to Christ in the church. Just some amazing people amongst us. So, thanks for all that you do. That, that makes uh, King such a a great church. And I'm very excited about the decade ahead. I'm still believing that we have years ahead, the next decade now to 2030, where we will see things far greater and our reach will go far, far further than even the amazing things we've seen in these last 25 years, the last quarter of a century. So anyway, thanks, 25 years. Okay, and uh, then when I think back over this last church year, the last time I spoke at a Vision Sunday would have been about a year ago, and there I shared a a couple of uh, key pieces of news. One was that I'd been invited to lead our global family, our extended family, New Frontiers, Uh, and secondly, it was to call the church to go deeper in prayer. And though 2020, I guess, will be remembered for lockdown and COVID and you know, huge challenge that has brought to every aspect of life for us all, I don't want us to forget the 21 days of prayer. It seems like another era now, but what a remarkable time that was. Uh, Hundreds upon hundreds gathering every night to seek God. Little did we know that some six weeks later, as we finished kind of midway through near the end of January, six weeks um, later, we would be facing a global pandemic. Uh, But God knew, and it's great that we went into 2020 with a huge foundation of prayer. So well done, Kings. That was a great response and still lives with me. Um, I've got some really exciting new initiatives to tell you about today. So I want to, if you can, stay with me wherever you're watching, uh, because we've got quite a lot to share with you today. But I want to root it in Scripture, and I'm going to start by going to the book of Acts uh, today. I thought as I was preparing, where shall I root this vision talk? I thought, oh, well, we're doing a, a series, aren't we? Uh, Andrew opened it up last week, teaching series out of the f- fantastic letter to the Ephesians. 
And I thought I'd look at Paul starting and planting that church. And I was drawn to a couple of verses which I think will really help us as we look at what God's called us to do in this coming year. So Acts 19 is where it's recorded. It says in verse 1, While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And then uh, if I pick up in verse 8 to 10, And Paul entered the synagogue. And spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some of them became abstinent, and they refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him, and they had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years, so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord." And these are great verses, aren't they? Quite remarkable claims in these verses that you can plant a church in a city, Ephesus, and it can impact the whole of Asia Minor. I thought as we're looking at the book of uh, uh, Ephesians, it would be helpful just to kind of give you some geography. I've actually had the privilege of visiting uh, uh, Ephesus and you can, you can walk around it. It's, it's inspiring, but... Here we see it, it's in, as we would know, sort of Turkey uh, moving towards the Middle East. And uh, here it is, Ephesus, you can see. And then you can see that what Paul claims is because he established a church here that impacted the whole of the region. And it, it, it teaches us that there are churches that have a call that what they're doing locally can bless many, maybe nationally or even globally. And that is, in part, what we believe God has called us to do. And so on a a Vision Sunday, I would want to remind you, wouldn't I, of the key prophetic words that direct us as a church. These words that shape us. We believe they're from God. We we believe that every church has a local call and a wider call. But these words are, are particularly for us at King's. And if you're new, it's helpful for you to know them. And the key uh, directive word for us is this word I've shared before about Niagara Falls and Victoria Falls, a word given to me in Zimbabwe, in the bush, uh, after I'd spoken to about 30 or 40 young people, someone prophesied over me that Kings is like Niagara Falls. It's a strong church, but the call is wider. It's a wide call. And I received this word, oh, I can't remember, it must be in 2014, 2013, a number of years ago, and we're starting to see the fulfillment of it. But I shared just a couple of years ago when we launched Vision 2030, this prophetic burden, and we've worked it out, we call it Vision 2030, reach, restore, resource. Reach, restore, resource. Um, So I think what I'm trying to suggest to you here is that what we see here in Acts is that you can build locally, but you can impact a wide geographical area. Uh, And that's what we believe God has called us to do. So how are we doing when it comes to reaching people? Well, though we cannot meet in our buildings, we continue to reach more people than we've ever done. I saw someone write recently that the lockdown is great for mission, 
but it's really bad for everything else that you want to do in church, community, gathering. And I think there's some real truth in that. But when it comes from, to reaching people, what has happened is um, we've been able to reach more people online than we ever did in our buildings. So uh, God uses these situations. Even in these difficult days, the gospel goes forth. And that's what happens here. Paul turns up and he preaches the gospel and the gospel goes forth. And we can be encouraged. The gospel is going forth. More people than ever are connecting with kings. We regularly still have over 2,000 people join us on a Sunday online. And now in this term, we have uh, over 1,250 people signed up for our groups. That's a remarkable response. You hear people saying, I'm tired of Zoom. We're not a king's. We're in because we want to stay connected and we want to follow Christ and we want to look out for each other, don't we? And so well done. And if you haven't signed up for a group, it's not too late. They start this week. Get involved. Stay connected. So we, we, we're seeing real progress in difficult days. We're still seeing that we're moving forward. But also, uh, listen to this one. I want to share with you that we now plan from the 1st of November, government guidelines allowing, uh, to now provide an option for uh, a service in, in our buildings. We will open our three buildings up is the plan. Our Catford, Lee and Downham building. Unfortunately, we cannot hire the Beckenham building. The school are not hiring at the moment. I think that's understandable. And we will say to the church, we'll have two meetings at Catford, two meetings at Lee and two meetings at Downham. Downham can only get about 40 in for each of those meetings. So we're saying to the Downham site, please focus in on the Downham site. And for Beckenham, Catford and Lee, we're going to use the Catford and Lee building and we're going to ask you to go to the building that has space. So predominantly that will mean that if you go to Beckenham and you'd like to come to a service in one of our buildings, that you'll come to the Catford building. And if you go to Catford, we're going to run two services at Lee and we're going to ask some of you probably to go to the Lee building. So we're going to have a little bit more flexibility with the use of our buildings. This is what happens to the Apostle Paul. He starts as he normally does when he goes into a new city, he goes to the synagogue and he starts preaching there. He, he takes the gospel first to Jews and then very normal, he falls out with them as they start to understand what he's teaching and here they started to hire uh, some lecture halls. And we know uh, from uh, records that they hired the halls between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Now, why is that of interest? Well, <laughs> that's of interest because that's the worst time of day to hire in the Middle East. It's hot. So the halls were used early morning and evening. But if Christians were going to get together, they had to be flexible on the time and the venue. And we're going to have to be flexible on the time and the venue uh, as we adjust to the, the realities of this day. And obviously, there's going to be a lot more information coming uh, through about this. Uh, but here's just a few hints about it. So we're going for the 1st of November. That's our target date. And... We will have to um, adhere to all the, the guidelines of the government, but we hope to have six services, uh, and we think that can cater for around 400 people. Uh, 
Uh, and that means on any given Sunday, 80% of us will still be online. So our online experience will still be our majority experience. And we realize from the survey that many of you would prefer not to come to the building. That is fine. There's no pressure to come to the building. It's just an option. Uh, and we're going to ask people, they're going to have to book in. And if you do want to come, and we think there's between a quarter and a third of you that do, uh, we're going to ask you to come every other week so that we can have space for those that want to attend a service in one of our buildings. Uh, it will have, uh, sadly, uh, some of the restrictions, important they are. We will have to wear masks. There will be no singing, corporate singing, though we will have live music. Uh, we will probably start with predominantly video preaching, but we may in, in time have some live. And we will have a number of the services that will have a family focus uh, and they, in a sense, they will be built to serve our, our kids. At the moment, sadly, we can't run kids or youth work because of all the guidelines and protection of the kids and our workers. So we'll, we've decided in that, in that light, we'll give a whole service over to family focus. Uh, you will have to book in online. When you come in, you'll have to show your ticket. But there's more detail. The main thing I wanted to let you know is that is our plan we're aware government could close that option uh, before we get there, but we're, we're, we're very hopeful that, for a whole range of reasons, it would be great to offer this. Obviously, if you are in a shielded relationship or in a risk group, we stay at home, watch online, along with the majority of the church. The other thing you see from these few verses in Acts is that the gospel goes forth and it goes to both Gentiles, Jews and Gentiles. Uh, and you immediately see that missional impact, gospel breakthrough, leads to different people having to work out how to build community together. That has always been an emphasis of kings. It's Jesus, gospel first, people saved. Oh, right, they're different ages and stages and ethnic backgrounds and, and class. And, uh, and what we've got to do is we've got to build family. Because the gospel has broken the barrier between us and God, and now it needs to break the barrier between you and me. And that's why across the summer, the last time I spoke, I spoke on the issue of race. Please listen to that message if you haven't. And I want to just update you on that and how our response is going. We've now begun our discussion groups. I've sat in a couple in the last few weeks. They've been brilliant. People have been very open. There's lots of learning for us. We have continue to teach on it. We just had Tope, Toppy, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Andrew Wilson will speak on it in a few weeks' time. There's been training being put in place, so we're doing a series of different styles of training, particularly for our, our staff. And so I want to encourage you, this obviously for us is a journey that we've been on for many years, uh, but I want to encourage you that uh, we're responding as best we know how. On this issue, the other thing that, when I reflected on it, was it's good to talk, it's good to teach, it's good to train, but it's also good to take some steps of action. And so I'm delighted to remind you uh, that we've really been working over the last few years to develop our, our, our trustee group, really important part of the governance of King's. 
And I just thought I'd show you and remind you who the trustees are. There's Simon Lindley and Ao, and now Kwaku. Kwaku's one of our orders. We've asked him to become a trustee as well. His background is in finance. He works in the banking sector. And then there's Ozzy, who's a financial director of a charity in the city. And then there's William Diel, and also now Roberta, who her background is, she's kind of uh, in the legal world. So she's really great in the meetings. So this is a fabulous team. They, we meet monthly. It's uh, uh, high capacity people. I attend that meeting. Uh, I kind of represent us and the elders and the staff. We work very closely together. We're good friends. Uh, but it's an important uh, body for you to be aware of as so they have kind of legal and financial responsibility for our, our charity. So REACH. REACH starts with a missional outlook. Paul planting a church, us sharing the gospel online or through Alpha, and then it moves to us building community. And then I've talked about the way that we want to ensure that leadership, we're intentionally building towards leadership that reflects our, our gathering, our, who we are. And uh, I want you to know I've been committed to that for years, and I still am. And I hope you're encouraged by the small steps we're making as we move forward together. The second part of our vision statement is restore. And that's very much about taking those that we uh, uh, have seen saved and becoming more like Christ, becoming uh, disciples. Uh, and within restore, we've both got the kind of component of us growing in God, but also us being salt and light into our community, us being a blessing in our community. And, and for Paul, this is all a part of the kingdom of God. It's interesting, the book of Acts starts with the kingdom of God, ends, if you go right to the end of the book of Acts, you'll see that it's about the kingdom of God. And then right here in Ephesus, he's preaching the kingdom of God, the reign of God in people's lives, and therefore spilling out into the community that we're a part of. Uh, and so uh, we want to continue to expand what we're doing in growing in God and also in blessing our community. And it's in light of that that I'm very excited to share some news about a, a development again, uh, an expansion of some of our mercy ministries, particularly in light of COVID um, and also the economic challenges that are upon us and probably going to get worse in the coming months. Um, this really started for me with uh, uh, someone I've had the privilege to get to know, Nicky Gumbel. I'm not name dropping, I don't know him very well, but he phoned me and said, Steve, we're in conversation with the government about getting some match funding. For every pound you give, uh, the government will give a pound. Uh, and we're putting it all under, under a banner of love uh, your neighbour. And would you kings like to be involved? I instinctively said yes on the phone. Uh, so I just thought I'd commit us to it on the phone because I felt immediately the strategic, the medium term strategic opportunity was critical. That if we could gain confidence with government that we are a reliable partner who have real relational roots into local communities, there could be something very exciting that would develop in the coming years. Uh, and so for me, I'm delighted to announce that we've 
as a part of Love Your Neighbour, we have been able to secure some funding for a massive expansion of our food delivery, uh, actually, and the money advice and, and employment help. Now, just so you're aware, I see this very much as a part of our restore call. And of course, we've got a lot of things going under this banner. So this is an exciting expansion, but it's not all that we do. Of course, we've had the Hope Initiative. Now, we're going to reposition the Hope Initiative in light of what I've just announced. And we're going to say we're going to keep the fund open. Uh, thank you. Deb and I continue and will continue to give something into that fund monthly because we want that to be available for what I'm going to call local family and global family. So there's some resources there to help people in our church who are, we know that are be, just being made redundant or, or under pressure financially. And we've been providing food vouchers, sometimes help with funeral costs. Uh, and I, I just want you to know that will continue, while at the same time, we will use an amount of some of that, as we feel God leads us, to bless our global family. And uh, later on in this uh, message, I'm going to show you uh, an update from Zimbabwe where we have literally been feeding people, helped uh, Scott and the team out there feed people that have nothing just to get through the lockdown. Uh, and uh, I hope you're excited by that. We also have the exciting uh, TLG project where we have uh, members of Kings uh, serving in local schools alongside uh, uh, nine, ten, especially nine, ten, eleven-year-olds, to ensuring that they they kind of get a good foundation uh, going forward, not only in education but in life. Of course, JRP has been running a food delivery service, a hot food delivery service, and it's off that we're gonna we're gonna expand that project. And this is a partnership between Kings, Big Red Box, and Love Your Neighbour. Uh, so let me see if I can summarize this for you. We're not going to run Big Red Box at Christmas and we're not going to run Christmas trees this year because of COVID and all the things like that. But we're going to massively expand the project, uh, the food delivery project uh, monthly. So we are planning to now to expand it to do 2,000 meals a month. That's what we're going for. And that's, we're staffing behind this and uh, uh, we're going to move a load of junk out the bottom of the Lee a basement and we're going to transform that into a place where the food is stored and goes out from. And we're just going to build off all that Simon and the team have done there. In parallel with that, we're going to massively increase our kind of money, money management support through CAP. And we're looking for around 180 uh, one, around 150, 180 people to go through um, money management over this year, next 12 months. Uh, and also we're going to partner with the Salvation Army uh, and other partner groups uh, around the issue of employment. And we hope to provide employment training for up to 180 people. So this is a massive expansion of what we're doing. In no way does it say that what we have been doing isn't amazing. It is. The fact that we've been giving 400 hot meals uh, over these last six months is, is, is fantastic. Well done if you're involved in that. But this is of a different scale. 
And it, it's probably the, maybe the, for me, well, the most exciting thing I can share with you today because it will mean that we will be caring for some of the most vulnerable people in our community around us. So hope will become more family, those we know in our community, in our church, I mean, and, and global family. And love your neighbour. And Big Red Box now will become like a, rather than an event that happens at Christmas, will be now running through the whole year. And we'll be sending out boxes of food and meals every month. Now, for us to do this, we need, we need about another 60 volunteers to, to step up. And we're launching this. Well, actually, we launched it on the 1st of October. So it started. So we've got to ramp up quickly. And there's an email address here. You can see it on the screen. And if you're interested in getting involved in any of this, the management, uh, sorry, the employment opportunities or the money management or the food delivery service, then please email here and someone will be in contact with you and see how we can uh, uh, serve our community together. And then resource. Resource is our call to be a blessing to the wider body of Christ or to, to the nations. And as I announced last year, I have been invited to lead our global family, our wider extended family called New Frontiers. Uh, we are uh, about two and a half weeks away from the transition moment from David Devonish to myself. Kings, you know me, you need to pray. You need to pray. Uh, uh, do pray for, for, for Deb and I as we take on this role. And as we take on this role, along with the team here, Brett and others, we have decided just to refresh the New Frontiers website. Here's a picture of it. I'd love you to go on and just try and get your mind around what it means to host an apostolic fellowship that's involved in, well, you know, thousands of churches in over 90 nations around the world. Uh, and therefore, I have the privilege of knowing what's going on. A lot of great good news stories and sometimes some sad ones. And I really need your support and prayer uh, as this is, in a sense, the base. This is where it's flowing out of. Andrew Wilson, obviously, as a, our teaching pastor, is also involved in being a blessing, uh, not only to our New Frontiers family, but to wider field as well. Now, as a part of the transition, we have... an online conference. We've moved the conference uh, from where we, used, where we meet in Cyprus and we decided to do it online. And as we're doing it online, we've made it open to everyone. So there are three sessions. They're, they kind of go live at two o'clock UK time uh, on the 13th, 14th and 15th of October. You'll see Deb and I up front hosting. Our band's doing some of the worship Brett and the team here are handling all the comms, all the infrastructure and logistics around the, uh, uh, the whole conference. So it's a, a big thing for us to carry. Uh, but I, the main thing I'd like you to do is, if you can, you can join us. We've got a great speaker called Mark Sayer. He, uh, I've, I've seen his material. It's groundbreaking. It really is. It, you will be inspired and challenged at the same time. Uh, and all the details are on uh, the website, so do have a look at them. Now, to earth this, both the restore push of food and support into our community and our resourcing uh, and playing a small part in our global family, I thought what I would do is show you a video of Scott, who's based in Harare, a friend of ours, leads a church called River of Life and a movement of churches called DNA that we partner with 
and I thought it would really visualize what I've been talking about. So if we could run that now, that would be great. We are going, we are going, we are going together on a mission. Hi Kings Church, I send you huge love and greetings from Harare, Zimbabwe. I'm sorry I've had a little mole cut out here recently. It was all clear and good, but I'm sorry for the bandage. Nevertheless, I wanted to send you a short clip to celebrate what God is doing in New Frontiers. Now a family of families of churches together on a mission and the momentum is gaining by the day. And in that context, one of the very, very special relationships is the one between King's Church and Disciple Nations. We partner in a myriad of ways, so many different people and gifts that God has given His body, moving across the different contexts, bringing blessing and building of the body of Christ, but also a number of practical action points and initiatives for advancing the gospel and the kingdom. And I really want to highlight the progress on our COVID-19 response. And this has been a twofold response. It's been crisis food packs and long-term grow your own food sustainability initiatives through Africa Alive camps. The sustainable food packs has been very, very effective. And we've distributed thousands of foodstuffs which have got to people who are now able to get through the COVID lockdown time alive. And that has eased a bit of late and we're back to hand to mouth, living day by day. And that is tremendous progress and, and people are back to a living livelihood on the absolute basis of subsistence. But Africa Alive Camps are raising 18 to 28 year olds who are able to communicate Christ, generate a profit and demonstrate character and in their communities provide a solution for long-term food sustainability. We've now put over a hundred through of that demographic, 18 to 28, and we are placing at the moment in excess of 12,000 chicks, which is an economy of about $60,000 that should be realized before Christmas. And then we want to double up to 120,000 with this group and then go to more churches and all our DNA churches should be taken into a whole new level of productivity. That means that crisis feeding will not be so much of a crisis. It'll be an opportunity for the churches to really thrive in this practical and food sustainable way. So I would like to just praise God for your faithfulness, your contribution to this. And I'll keep you posted as we go. Let's keep running. There's such an open door for the gospel we have. God bless you. Hello, King's Church. Hello, King's Church. My name is Renee Cunningham. My name is Tamso Kosa. We just want to say a big thank you for the amazingly generous gifts that you sent through last year. We've used it to build two staff houses Thatcher, the dining hall, and we're in the process of building a store and a third staff house. Right now, we're standing in the in the living room of Stabiso Kosa's house. Um, so, Star, can you tell us when are you hoping to move in? I'll be moving here in this house by next month. I'll be just staying with three uh, brilliant and my two daughters. 
exciting. And I believe you have a spare room, so if anybody wants to come and stay, you're very welcome. There's room in the Causa House. And thank you so much, King's Church. I hope you enjoyed that video. And at the end, also, you saw Renee come on. Some of you remember Renee. She runs an amazing project just uh, south of Bulawayo. And there, I want you to know, we are building houses and thatching uh, canteens for the students there. Uh, and we've been giving, I think last year we gave over £25,000 to Renee, and that's her reporting back. So as you give, I want you to know a lot of it is given away. In fact, I want to now take the opportunity to just be accountable to you and just bring you all up to speed on the whole area of how we're managing our budget and how giving's gone over this, this uh, latest season. I come with good news, I'm delighted to report. In fact, if I could put it in some context, you remember when I launched Vision 2030 a couple of years ago, we set faith targets of in September 18, that church year to August 19, of 2 million. And then the following year, which is the year we just ended, 2.1. And then this year we've just come into, we were going for 2.2. That, that was the faith target before us. In the first year, we did really well. We just overachieved by 34,000 pounds. Well done. This last year, we were way ahead in the first six months. And then the second six months, understandably, uh, fell back, but didn't fall back as much as we thought in the middle of April and May. And so we did make our target, but we, we did actually get to, we were just 29,000 short in the end. Remarkable. Well done. And then this year, the target was 2.2, but we've decided in light of all that's going on to revise that target because though there's a big challenge coming for us to continue to give through this church year, we also want to position it in a way that we feel is is faith-filled, but also real. And so I'm announcing a, a 10% drop in what, from our target down to around uh, 2 million. Normally, when it comes to what we call the giveaway, we always tithe away 10% of our, our income. So some 200,000 pounds last year was given away, including building a house in Ebenezer for Rene and helping Scott, uh, along with many other things that we do. Well, as we've looked at it this year, we have decided that our response as a church should be this, including the match funding agreement we've been able to secure via HDB and the government. We have concluded that at this moment, we should give away 20% of everything that's given. So I want you to know, as you give this year, this church year, from September through to next August, we're going to give away 20%. We're going to give away £400,000. I think that, I, I believe that's what a church should do at a season like this. And Deb and I, as we are preparing to review our giving and bring a, an offering throughout October towards Vision 20, we're, we're going to give more in a one-off gift than we've done for a number of years. Because at this moment, I don't know about you, there are going to be people in our church at the moment that can have less than they've ever had, just be made redundant, whatever. There are others of us that have more in our bank than we did six months ago. So we haven't gone on holiday, we haven't paid for our travel card, uh, and so therefore, strangely, we have more in the bank than we did. Well, we decided 
to uh, therefore give some of that. Uh, and I know as I do, I'm going to be helping people literally eat. And I don't know about you, that helps me to feel I'm playing a part in serving our community. And so I hope you're encouraged by that. We're just going to do it for this year, then we'll review. Uh, but uh, we feel that's an appropriate response. Therefore, in light of all that God's called us to do, can I ask you to review your giving to kings, particularly if you're new, but uh, you know, it's a good discipline to do. That's why we do it annually. And why don't we all come with a one-off gift? In fact, I'm as interested in the number of people that participate and the amount that you give. Some of you at the moment giving an additional £10 through October will cost you and it will honour God. Others of you, we're going to need to give thousands to reach our target of two million throughout the whole year, particularly with a heart to give 20% of it away. So throughout October, uh, starting in a moment, as we kind of land this message, I'm going to encourage you to go online and make a gift. Uh, And if you're not prepared to do that today, that you prepare prayerfully and come, let's do this together and let's do something that's, you know, it's just a massive expansion of our care and commitment to our community. It's a difficult season, everyone. Winter could be long, uh, but let's stay united. Let's stay connected. Let's continue to think best of one another. We're still on mission. We're still reaching people. Let's continue to trust God these days will pass, therefore let's keep praying and keep serving and, and keep giving. Let's be the people of God, though we might not see each other as often as we'd like. Let's continue to be faithful in this season, in, in the good times and the not so good times. Let's lean into God and let's look out for one another and let's stay strong, kings. And I trust as you've listened to this message, it's lift your heads, that your head that God is at work. God is at work. In fact, this year, we potentially could, we could actually break ground into our community and into our global call like never before. So I'm asking you to stand with me in prayer, in generosity, in love, and let's believe God together. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for uh, this remarkable story of a church planted in a city that then impacted the whole of a region. Um, We, particularly this year, this time, we're praying that kings in this great city of London would have a massive impact beyond our walls, that we really would be the people of God in this part of southeast London. And literally thousands of people will be blessed because we're here. And though we might not all be able to get together in our buildings, we're still here. And the kingdom of God is still going forth. And as we pray that, we also pray for our small part in blessing our extended family. As in a sense, the baton is handed on from David to myself. We pray, God, that you would bless that, that you would help us through the conference in a few weeks' time. But particularly as the months go on, that we would be a blessing to many churches, thousands of churches, in fact, in in tens of nations. So Lord, we come to you. We're aware of what we're not. 
and we're reminding ourselves of who you are as we move forward in this season. And all God's people said, Amen. So we're going to worship together now as we come to a close of our service. And at the same time, we're going to take up our offering. And I'm hoping that you'll stand with me in response to what I've shared today. Some of you will be ready to give, I know. You come prepared for such moments. Others, others of you, as you sing and worship, maybe God will speak to you as you consider how you can contribute towards Vision 2030 throughout the rest of the month. So let's, uh, let's sing, let's worship together and let's take up our offering.